Good evening dear friends. Thank you for allowing me the honor of sharing another message here tonight. For those that do not know me from the last time I was here, my name is Russ Klotfelter, my short biography is, I have a condition known as cerebral palsy, I have never been able to walk and talk, but through the miracles of technology, I have this power chair to help me travel, and this complex communication device, which allows me to speak. I believe my greatest purpose in life is to share the good news of Jesus Christ, who gives me all I need in order to be his hands and feet. I am very thankful for God's blessings in my life and ministry, I took a small poll on my Facebook page, and while most of my friends are followers of Christ, I asked the question, what are you thankful for? Most everyone mentioned family and friends, but the most popular answer was God's grace, and that made my heart smile, as people truly recognize the greatest gift ever given to man. If you have your Bibles handy, today we will be focusing on the books of John chapter 6, and Matthew chapter 14. This evening we look at a few of the miracles performed by Jesus. Webster's Dictionary defines a miracle as, an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers and is ascribed to a supernatural cause, such an effect or event manifesting or considered as a work of God, however, this definition does not lend justice to the miracles of Jesus's life and ministry. We are probably familiar with the miracles we will be discussing today, first, the feeding of the 5,000. The account of the 5,000, counting women and children more like 20,000, is given by all four Gospels. A little background is appropriate here, Jesus has learned his predecessor, John the Baptist has been beheaded at the command of Herod the Tetrarch, and we begin our reading here, John 6 verse 1. After these things Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him, because they saw his signs which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread, that these may eat? But this he said to test him for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, 
there is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number about five thousand, and Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted, so when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost, therefore they gathered them up, and filled twelve baskets with the fragments of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten, then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who is to come into the world. Praise be the reading of God's holy word. There have been times that people actually ate food from heaven, the manna, the quail, the wine provided by Jesus at the wedding banquet, the multitudes here this day ate bread not baked in earthly ovens, fish that did not swim in earthly seas, food straight from heaven. I don't think the word, scarcity, was in Jesus's vocabulary, he lived life in abundance, moreover, he does not want you and I to live life in fear of scarcity, but in hope of abundance. The disciples saw the scarcity and were afraid the people would lack food. There was a young boy present however, that offered his lunch. It was ridiculous to the disciples and the enormous crowd, that the boy's insignificant meal would make a difference at all, but when offered up to Christ, abundance abounded. Look at your life and your own barley loaves and fish that you have to offer to the church and its ministry, do you think they are insignificant, after God's blessing, what you have to offer, may change the world. In the book of John 10 verses 7 through 10, Jesus uses an illustration to show us the way to abundant living. Starting at verse 10, then Jesus said to them again, Most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep, all who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them, I am the door, if anyone enters by me, he will be saved, and will go in and out and find pasture, the thief does not come except to steal, and to kill and to destroy, I have come that they may have life, and that they may have it more abundantly. No more beautiful words have I ever heard, the only way, in a world filled with thieves and robbers, to truly find abundant living, is through Jesus Christ, he is the door, and he is the only way, open that door, walk right in, and accept the gift of abundant and eternal life, the only gift, ever given, 
that is absolutely free. We pick back up after the 5,000, in Matthew chapter 14, 22-33. Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away, and when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray, now when evening came, he was alone there, but the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. Now in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went to them, walking on the sea, and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost, and they cried out for fear, but immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come, and when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus, but when he saw that the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning to sink he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him, and said to him, O oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Then those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. Praise be the glorious word. There are times in our life when we feel very close to God, we are with our church family, we are praying and praising God for his hand in our life. Too often however, the world sneaks in, distracts our focus on God, problems arrive, a broken relationship, a loss of a job, we might find ourselves in financial distress, we get bad news from our doctor, or lose a loved one, in these times the worries of this world seem insurmountable, it's in these times we are just like Peter, we have taken our eyes off Jesus and we are focused on the wind, waves, and troubles of this very temporary world. It is easier said than done, but we must recognize these situations and focus our attention on the one that loves us the most. Go to him daily, hourly, and continually in prayer and in worship and our seas will be calmed. Let us continue at verse 34, we read, When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Genesaret, and when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that surrounding region, brought to him all who were sick, and begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment, and as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Praise be the word. We have just touched on a few of the miracles performed by Jesus, as we read in, 
John 21 verse 25, and there are also many other things that Jesus did, which if they were written one by one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that would be written. Amen. I would like to finish up by reading one more passage from the Gospel of Matthew. Chapter 28, verses 16 through 20, one of the most important commands he gave us, the crucified Christ gives us his final instructions. Starting at verse 16. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go, when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some doubted, then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me, therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. Praise be his mighty word. We all have a ministry, whether you know it or not, let us please remember our final instructions from our Savior, tomorrow is a new day and maybe, the first day of your ministry for Christ, remember your calling to make new disciples. Thank you Abbots Creek Church for this honor, I ask that you would visit my website at rusclotfelterministries.com. I ask God's blessing upon the ministry here at Abbots Creek Cowboy Church, also upon each and every soul present here tonight, let us end in prayer. Dear God, you are the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. We are so very thankful for your Son, who came down and loved us, taught us, instructed us, suffered for us and died a horrible death as a price for each of us, but we know he did not die, for the Holy Spirit lives and works inside each one of us, although we are undeserving, Help us to keep our eyes on you, Lord, and it's in Jesus' name we pray, Amen. Thank you.